Welcome to Earth Angels Rise Foundation's podcast, We Rise Together. I'm Patricia Amokwi. This podcast is designed to inspire you by showcasing the stories of grassroots change agents who are dedicated to bringing positive change to their communities. We call these change agents Earth Angels. What drives and motivates these Earth Angels? How did they get started with their work? And what keeps them going, even in the midst of intense challenges? We hope that as you listen to these dedicated change agents tell their stories, that you will be moved to step forward in an inspired way to grow your part in helping create changes in your community. Osasu, I am so glad that you are joining us here on Earth Angels Rise, this interview series and podcast that we're doing. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I I like your t-shirt, by the way. Ah, Very expressive. Yes, this is one of my favorite (laughs) t-shirts. You know, I'm a spiritual gangster, (laughs) I consider myself. (laughs) Can you relate? (laughs) So that's... (laughs) That's why I'm laughing a lot, actually, because um, I think that that's something that I have been for a while. Like, literally, people people call me by that, that like, like you're a gangster. Like, you, it seems like, you know, we, they, they've tried over the years to put me in a, in a box. It's not working. And, and, and the truth is, I understand. It's also a lonely place to be, to be honest. Mm. But I also understand people who just, you know what, this is what society wants. This is what churches Let's do it the way that everybody, because it's difficult to actually live outside of it. So, you know, finding your tribe and all of those things. So I, I totally understand. Well, I think we I might just alone. go get <laughs> No, I'll go get my t-shirt. Yeah. I'll go get it. You have to get you a, a, a t-shirt so you can own it proudly, but hey, you're in good company. I, I am a spiritual gangster. I, I think I forgot about the box a while ago. And so, you know, when, when you're an earth angel and you don't have a box, that means you can fly very, very high, right? You know, exa- exactly. I agree with that thought as well. <laughs> so let's back up. I we got to, we got to get an official introduction here. So yeah, who hey. are you? Please introduce yourself to us. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so there are profiles and there are profiles, but I, I, I'm just Osasu. I'm Osasu. Um, you know, people call me Osasu, but my birth name is Osasume Edobor. And I like to give the meaning of my name because for me, that brings a lot of um, detail. Um, literally, my, 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 I'm from the Bini origin and it, it literally means uh, I have God as an escort. So literally, if, if, you're, if, you're very, if you're very perceptive, you'll see that uh, my escorts are right behind and in front paving, paving me. But, 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 that, <laughs> but, but that, that aside really, um, so I work, I work as a gender advocate hmm. um, and I've done this for 12 years um, of my life um, as I now. So basically my work, revolves around shelter management, um, of course, nonprofit, nonprofit uh, management, you know, gender advocacy, um, strategic planning, all of those things that come around, you know, the third sector, you know, third world sector, which is basically, you know, social work and um, ensuring that people's lives are better. Yeah. So that's, that's around the work I've done. 
Amazing. So, well, first of all, I love the meaning of your name. That is profound, right? To know that you yeah. are supported, surrounded, carried yeah. along on your path. <laughs> literally, literally. Yes, that's wonderful. And I'm so excited to hear about your work. And you've been in this for, you said, 12 years. So I'm curious, how did you get started? Yeah. Why did you begin? I, I, I'm, I'm sh I think that this is something I really don't talk about. Why I get, why I started this work it's something I really never answer um, but I started this work because of my family um, I started this work because of my parents um, I lived I lived through um, you know people people talk a lot about broken homes and all of those things but you know my parents were together but as far as I'm concerned all of the all of the effects that a broken home would have that we we, we, we characterize a broken home with was was us. So we're, yeah, we're a middle-class family, um, but really not knowing if we we're going to be, um, you know, enthralled in another domestic, you know, abuse, my mom and my dad, or we're going to be kicked out of the house. Or we're going to look for refuge somewhere in a church or something. Mm -hmm. So yes, we had all of the affluence as we were, but home was troubling. We, we, so it, it's, it's a bit of a complex to say that, yes, we were, surround, we were surrounded with love, by love. We had that that, but it was still a troubling place to be. Um, and that formed a lot of my, to be honest, it formed a lot of my future ambitions and what I wanted to be and what I, you know, and then of course I grew up as a second child. So I was the first girl. So automatically you are thrown into leadership, right? And you mm. take charge without knowing how to. And so that life literally just led me um, on here. So yeah, so, you know, so childhood did all of that to me. And you know, there are things that, you know, as it were at the time looking back I, I i laugh and say how did i make those strong decisions because there were things that i saw uh, in my parents and i said i will never do this to my children i will never do this i will never do this and i look back and i'm actually not doing them or i i have in some ways refined how these behaviors affect um my kids because i have two um two of mine right now so yeah so th that formed my um, my impressions. And so I'd always wanted to be a medical doctor. Hmm. Right. Um, so of course, Nigeria is a place where things don't go as you, as you plan. Mm -hmm. So I got into school, um, studied chemistry, about chem um, you know, chemistry, industrial chemistry. And, but whilst I was in final year, you know, I, I began to, I've always figured, well, I, I, I had waited for so long. So by the time I got chemistry, I was like, you know, well, let's just get this, um, university degree out of the way and then we'll figure our way out so by, by 400 level I finally found my way doing a lot of stuff by the way um so I got into one year compulsory service that's done in Nigeria after yeah. um graduating uh so I joined this group of people who were serving community service um in in, in some remote area and um, part of Lagos I joined them and it was amazing it, it felt like this was what I wanted to do Hmm. Uh, so much so that, you know, I realized that my idea of being a medical doctor really was, was what, what I now know as psychology, you know, ah. working with people, healing people, being, um, you know, give, providing so, support, psychosocial support, which is what I do now, hmm. right? So basically that's how I started, you know, I volunteered my way up 
here. Um, I've done courses. I've done trauma care courses. Mm. Uh, I have a master's in managerial psychology now. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I'm certified in, um, you know, uh, gender advocacy and all of those things. So, yes, I have walked my way gradually, yeah. um, you know, to where I am. And it's fulfilling work. Amazing. Um, it's what's very profound to me as I'm listening to your story uh, is that I've always um, thought that this, I call it the sacred wounds that we get in childhood are the ones that really inform yeah. what we end up having as a purpose in the world. And from an earth angels perspective, mm -hmm. I always think that, you know, it's when our hearts, if you imagine the heart in the center of the chest, and then we experience these difficult things and it kind of breaks our heart. But when, if you imagine a heart dividing yeah. into two, it becomes the wings eventually if we step into the purpose it becomes the wings of the earth angel and so as i'm listening to your story yeah. i'm hearing how you took the childhood pain and the trauma that you experienced in your home and then you didn't know how it was going to turn out but it's amazing how the path no. unfolded and you just kept stepping into it sounds like following your heart taking the next step. Um, so talk to me about, yeah. you know, it sounds like you started informally, you know, how have you gone about formalizing your work as an advocate and, and this work that you're doing in the world? I, I'm sure our listeners would really want to hear that process because so many people want yeah. to formalize their, their efforts and they haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, so, so, so like, like I said, um, um, one, one, something, something you mentioned struck me and for me, it's simple. I always say that adversity has a lot of gain. So I always say short, adversity is great gain. Like that's wow. my motto of life. Is the is the hardest thing to to uh, to stand by, but mm -hmm. I know now, right? But you know, um, just to backtrack and, and try and answer um, your question, right? Um, so yes, like 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 I said, in four hundred level, I was doing a lot of stuff. Um, I, I'm a believer now in whatever your hand finds to do, you do it with all of your might, right? Mm. So in trying to, you know, with all of the, with, with all of the um, topsy-turvy life that we had, you know, we picked up skills. We're a very creative family. So I made cards through, 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 uh, through my, 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 I paid my way through school with, you know, making custom cards and, mm. you know, um, writing poetry, doing some gigs here and there. Uh, and just surviving. And in that, in those process, in, in that, I found tribe, I found, pe found people who finally, you know, helped me through uh, my purpose and realizing that all these things that I craved, all these things that I wanted, right, was, you know, just molded in what was psychology. And growing up in my time and day, it's either you're a medical doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a nurse, an engineer, you know, a pilot, you know, those are the big names. Nobody understands. So it was in 400 level, I finally realized, oh my God, there's something called psychology. That's what my medicine is, not yes. um, giving people, a, you know, prescribing drugs and all of that. So yeah, so by the time I found all of that, um, I had this, I, I remember having this conversation with someone who um, is still in my life um, right now. And he said, so how do you intend to pay um, for this work that you want to do? At the time I realized it was psychology. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, how do you intend to pay and how do you intend to go towards that goal? So I said, well, I know it's important for me to volunteer so that I can even understand what it is I'm getting myself into 
Mm-hmm. If it's even a profitable, if it's some, some profitable, profitable in the spirit, profitable in every ramification that I yeah. mean. Um, not not just not in Naira and Kobo. Um, so so what I did was, you know, he was able to point me in, in, in you know through my path. So like I said, I volunteered, I volunteered in organizations with my BSc, which was pure sciences. I volunteered in organizations that were doing the kind of work I wanted to be um, involved in. So I was involved in peer education, you know, teaching mm-hmm. teenagers um, values and character and stuff like that. And that grew. Um, and so when, when I went whilst volunteering, I, would, I was taking certificate courses, um, you know, just to learn more about it. Um, but I think I, I think I did the most um, from 2014, um, such that even in all of that time, I was volunteering, but I was working. So I was working in the media. Um, I was working as a, as a TV presenter and producer. Mm. I, I had worked also in advertising. So, so it's, I didn't have a straight on path to where I am right now, but I was volunteering all, all in that time. And everything I did for work manifested. So a lot of things I do, for example, my TV experience comes in, um, mm. my copywriting skills, you know, whilst I was in advertising, come in to play here. Um, so yes, so I was learning and working, but in terms of certifications, I began to take, you know, particular, uh, pay particular attention. So um, in 2018, particularly um, because of my work and working, particularly shelter management, I got, um, uh, I got, I was fortunate to have a fellowship. It was uh, the Mandela Washington Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, so where in the U.S. for, for about uh, three months or so six months, I think, yeah, six months. And there were, you know, so there things were, were compressed and touched, you know, as it should be. Um, I'd also done um, a certification in social uh, sector management at Lagos mm-hmm. Business School. Um, that, that was in 2016. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'd done a lot of that. And, and I also did a, another course in trauma care uh, for adults and for teenagers, first aid care. So, so yes, so I began to, according to my interests according to the work that I was doing. So every time I found a problem, which is, I think this is important to say, every time I found a problem in my work, now not to say that my people that I was working with were guinea pigs, no, but every time I found a problem that I couldn't engage, I found a way to get, you know, I found more knowledge. So those kind of informed um, my, my, my work and all of that. So, but I I think that my master's was, was for me the defining moment because, yes, so I wanted to do pure psychology, but for my background and a lot of things, I went into managerial psychology because at the time I had become a senior manager with, with the work I was doing. So it really now was about not just managing the people that I'm working for, but managing the people that are working for these people. So like mm. ensuring that psychosocial support is both, you know, it's going up and down. It's not just mm-hmm. one way. And that's one of the problems that, Nonprofits have such that people come into nonprofits and they suffer secondary trauma because they get abused when they come to the place where they should get help. Wow. Which was one of the things that I experienced um, whilst growing up and some of the things that I, um, that I, that I, so, you know, so a lot of experience are somehow things that I'm constantly trying to help people because I've, I've learned that you cannot help a pain that you don't know. That's mm. something I've learned. You can you can empathize, you can, right. you know, but something you don't know that you really never felt, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, 
know the weight of it. So yeah, so that's one of the things that um, that 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 has helped, you know, in molding, um, you know, my work. So yes, yeah, so that that's that's regards how I have formalized. Um, yeah. My work. That's amazing. And what I, what I hear in all of that, um, because I spend so much time mentoring and coaching young leaders who want to make an impact and they're always so sometimes very impatient, like they want it to be big now. They want it to be well-funded now. And what I'm hearing in you is that, you know, you were working and you were developing yourself professionally while on the side, you were investing, volunteering, and then equipping yourself, um, one certification at a time, gaining experience, and that in time, it culminates in something more formal, something um, where it gets real clear too about what are you here to do, right? That's a process of discovering that over time. Um, Really powerful. Thank you for, thank you for sharing your journey in that way, because I think that, um, you know, there's a couple of phrases um, in the earth angel mindset when I'm listening to your story that I hear. And one is, you know, I always say, trust the process. Like if we just keep showing up, the process is unfolding. Um, And then the other part of it is I believe we all have, I call it the divine life curriculum. So to your point around adversity can only be gain. I think that everything that happens, if we can leverage it in a purposeful way is like our life coursework, preparing us to be the impactful earth angel change agents that we're called to be. And I hear that so clearly in your story. So I just had to call that out a little bit for those of who are going to listen to this uh, <laughs> because I think sometimes yeah, having those catchphrases helps us to be able to remind ourselves because sometimes it's uncomfortable sometimes things don't go right or we feel they're not going right there are so many challenges mm-hmm. so that leads me to ask mm-hmm. you know it from your perspective as you're in this work of you know this advocacy and, and making impact what are the biggest challenges that you face um, in what you do? I, I won't give the typical answers of funding, um, volunteers. I won't give those typical answers. They're there, you know, the, the obvious are there. But for me, uh, it's showing up, mm. showing up every single time, showing up. Because it's a lot of it's emotional work, right? When you help people through, sometimes you're helping people. They don't even understand why you're helping them. Mm. Sometimes they don't want to be helped. Some people just want to stay where they are. Um, I've watched people die in their situations. I've watched, um, I've, I've, I've seen horrible things. Um, so just showing up, you know, showing up and telling myself every time that what I'm doing is worth it. Mm. Every time. When I step into a kiss, every time. I t- Reminding myself. And that's a big challenge. That's my biggest challenge. You know, realizing that what you're doing is enough. You save one person, right? It's enough, right? Know, because because that helps that helps you bring you know um, take it you know. So I I say this thing about one step at a time, but you know literally that taking that step every time that's mm. my biggest challenge. Powerful. And so what I'm hearing in that too is you know sometimes it can be overwhelming the amount of need that's there. But to your point, we're called to do one step at a time and to help one person at a time. And it takes courage to keep showing up. It takes energy. It takes 
commitment. It takes yeah. focus. <laughs> what, yeah. what, were you, what struck your yeah. attention there? Yeah, I, I saw you kind of light up when I said energy, I think. Look, yeah, energy because, um, so, you know, because I, I could give the typical answer and say um, funding, it's a lot because you're helping so many people or so a lady needs a shelter today and the shelter is full and you reach out to another shelter and that's full. So you're trying to figure out hotel bills and all of that. See, that's disrupting your entire day because you're not just, it's not, the, she's not the only thing you're supposed to do. You should be writing grants. Mm. You should be trying to show up on social media so people know that you're doing the work so they can make donations. You should be balancing your books. You should be doing all sorts of things because of that one woman. But you see, if you don't help that one woman, all of that is show. All of that mm. doesn't make any sense. So it's a lot of energy. When I say these things, I, I say them with almost humility. This is not trying to say, oh gosh, but, but you see, it's a lot of work that you just show up for one person. And this person doesn't have to say thank you to you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to, doesn't need to. Even when they say to you, sometimes it feels out of place because you're like, what did I do? But mm-hmm. it's a lot of work to just show up, you know, and just be in that moment. And another thing that that, that made me, you know, when, I, when you were speaking, reiterate, you know, nodding all of that was because um, for me, I believe that work that you do, that you, you do not expend yourself in terms of resources by, by your time, your money and all of that is... I don't know how fulfilling that is. So yes, yes, yes. Um, we've been grateful for partners that, you know, help and fund our work um, and, you know, grants here and there. Um, but also it is that I have, I literally have a nine to five. So whilst I'm running mm. organization, whilst I'm running a lot of that ensures that, you know, I have, um, I have, you know, I'm able to pay for some of these things um, as they were. So yes, so these, these are, Showing up every single time. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, and I've learned now, now to pat myself on the back and say, Sasu, you did good. Well done. Did I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, I'm like I'm super. So now I when 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 a survivor comes to me and is so grateful and says thank you and prays for me, you know, sometimes we don't we don't know the value of those things. Mm. Now I take every word seriously. I'm mm. grateful that I'm grateful that they're grateful mm. because in that moment, it kind of feeds, feeds me to do for another one. And mm. even if I meet another case that goes south, I remember that there's someone in front who needs that help. Yeah. Um, there's someone like my mother who probably will never know what help can be till mm. I show up. Right. Some people don't even know that they, there's help. With right. all the noise that we make, they don't know that there is help. Yeah, well, and I think what I'm grateful to hear in you is that you take the time to recognize and give yourself some credit. Like, it does take a lot to show up. It does take a lot to serve. And then when someone actually is changed by that and and says thank you and prays over you or does whatever to be able to allow that in and receive, <laughs> because that that's like what can refill the energy tank. Because I was going to ask you, what so what keeps you showing up like um <laughs> what's the formula that you have to to be able to keep showing up given you know you're working a full-time job and doing this and dealing with so many challenges at one time so i'd love to know your secret 
I get asked that a lot. And it's, it's literally the challenge that is also the solution, mm. which is that I'm taking one step at a time. So, I, I, so I've learned that in my problems and my, as my solution, that's, that's literally what takes, what, what, what um, takes me on one step at a time. So I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry to mm. impress anyone. I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry to, 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 to amass fame. I'm not in a hurry. I'm, I'm content. I'm not saying I'm not doing work. I'm content in knowing that one person was helped. One person's destiny, one person's life uh, circle was enhanced by the work that I did. Because if I didn't have the kinds of people that helped me whilst I went through what I went through, mm. I will not be able to help these people. So for me, it's almost like a multi, it's, it's for me, I always describe it as multi-level marketing where you know how multi-level <laughs> yes. marketing works. Yes. You get one person gets three people, three people gets, you know, we, that's literally how life is. You yes. Know, just expanding people, rising, bringing joy. And another thing that helps me refill is actually stepping back, stepping back mm. out of the work. So I know how to step back. It's something I've learned. Um, thing you should do that before used to stand by the whole, I'm a strong woman. No, now I'm not a strong woman in the, in the terms that those, you know, those words I use, I'm no longer a strong woman. I cry when I have to, mm. I show up when I have to, when I don't have the energy to, I refer you forward and I, and I stay back to heal myself mm. because you can't heal someone if you yourself are not whole. So those are the ways that I, you know, I refer, I can actually, I've learned to detach myself Mm. um from the issues that i that i that i'm trying constantly to solve because that that also would affect my um, sure. personal life and that's important you know, just being able to detach and you know step back yeah uh, take a third eye and not be involved in it because the work actually entails that you are involved like you're living that life sure um, and all of that Wow. So I, I heard a lot in what you just said that really resonates very powerfully with me. I was thinking about it because I know um, a lot of times, again, people are about like, oh, I want to touch thousands of people. And it's about like kind of an ego kind of numbers game. Um, but when what I loved in what you said was, you know, if we touch one, we I actually have I believe that if you help one woman like that, you change generations after like there's a multiplication effect because helping one woman break the cycle of abuse or, or heal her trauma yeah. will then help her children yeah. and help her network and everybody will see the change. And so, uh, so I've exactly. found comfort in that over the years that I, I, to your point, I just need to do what I'm called to do in the day that yeah. I'm in. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. I do that, the universe takes care of the results, right? I don't have to yeah. worry about that part. It's not, it's not on me. And what I also love that you said is that this work is so intensive energetically um, and it creates a lot. We're human. So when we see others suffer, there's an emotional effect. And so what I heard you saying is that you take care of yourself. You step back, you regroup, you cry, right? You know, emotion is meant to be energy in motion. It's meant to flow through us. And when we can release yeah. and flow through it and heal ourselves, then we can help yeah. heal the world. But if we're in pain as change agents, it's hard. It's almost like um, kind of hobbling through life, yeah. <laughs> but we're yeah. allowed to regroup Sometimes and take care of ourselves. Yeah. 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 I agree. 
It's sometimes Amazing. just like, you know, you're, you're transferring that, that pain uh, to someone else and you don't need to, then you can just regain, yes. step back. Yes. Let someone else help that person. You know, yes. So. So, all right. So I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. Um, so the first is, um, because you're in, you've been in the game for a while, I would love if you were talking to a group of people who they're dreaming about doing good or, you know, their heart is aching. They want to do something to, in their communities, but they haven't gotten started or they're just getting started. What is the advice that you would give to groups of, we'll call them baby earth angels, right? They just, they just haven't gotten out there. They haven't opened their wings or they're just starting. What would you tell them? I, I will say find an example, hmm. find an example, right? I, I, and I'm very careful. It's not, it's not find a mentor, find an example. I'm very careful um, about the word. I'm, I'm, I'm big on mentorship and how great it is and the, and the, and, and how fantastic it can be. But I've also learned um, how we have put it in a box. You know how we bring, take good ideas and we, 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 we just close it up and we say, this is how it's going to be. This is how, this is how. So I've learned over the years that people take people, you know, you see someone who's doing amazing work and you literally, because, because I now said, find an example, which is what some of us do, is you take that person hook, line and sinker. You don't question why they do what they do. Mm. You have no personal thought to what they're teaching you because I'm very big on, you know, yes, find an example, but stay authentic. Okay. So that's, that, mm. that's, 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 that's the best way to couch it. Yes. Find an example, but stay authentic. So whilst you're, whilst you have an example in front of you and you can be someone, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, it can be someone you're just watching from afar. Um, it can be someone like I've known about your work now for for about six years, you mm. know, and I yeah, uh, interesting. And I, I and I follow you on you know a couple of platforms. I have mutual friends that know know you know that work directly with you and all of that. And you know it's just amazing to know how just like you said the universe will conspire to bring um, people together. It's 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 it's, it's the way, way I've learned. Um, it's the way sometimes that I network is that I stay in the circles that I want to be. So yeah, so like I said, find examples, stay in the networks that you want to be in. Um, it will come, it will come. If it's, if it's what you're supposed to do, it will come. You will find your path. There's no one way to the market. Hmm. No one way, no hmm. one way to the market. You would always, the idea is against the market, you'll, you'll go there. Some people go past the market and come back. Some people you know, stop before they go get to the market and finally get to the market. Some people take longer routes. Yeah. But I trust that, you know, in finding an example and still staying authentic to yourself, you mm. will find your way. I love what you're saying because it's that example of watching who are the people who have got into motion, who you resonate with, but then there's this unique genius mm -hmm. that each of us has and each of us can bring to it. So it's not about being a copycat or being someone else. It's about no. learning and observing someone else's journey, but then seeing what is that unique aspect that you're bringing to it based on your personal experiences or uh, based on your unique circumstances. So that's that's wonderful. Um, so the next question that I would love to ask you uh, for a quick answer on is, um, so when you think about the very specific area of expertise um, that you have, that you could share with listeners, 
Um, what would that be? What's your very, like your subject matter expertise? All right. Uh, so, so in terms of my expertise, um, so I work particularly with um, gender-based violence um, survivors. So survivors of domestic violence, um, rape survivors and, and the likes. And we have been able to, um, in 2018, actually, we developed a, an app uh, that, you know, seeks to help with psychosocial support anonymously. So they can log on the app and, you know, mm. they can find resources um, to help them through their journey. So if they need lawyers, you know, where to find shelter, where to find, um, you know, economic support, because those are, those are the components that are, that are. So basically um, the entire train of, you know, what gender-based violence is the ecosystem. Um, that's something that I've, I've developed expertise um, on. I'm also um, able to um, help people through nonprofit management mm. um, as well. Uh, I do not like to call myself a counselor um, because I believe that um, what I do really is give first aid care. That's what mm. I do. That's what I'm, that's what I allow myself to do. So I, I stick to that. So I'm able to help um, train people in psychosocial support, you know, teach you how to be empathic um, to people, you know, and just help people such that they're not, you know, because in, in, in the work that I've done, I found suicide something very um mm. you know very close to the borders that 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 i of the women i work with so just helping people stay empathic so that you can move them to another person yeah um it's, it's expertise powerful expertise i am i am so glad that you exist <laughs> and that you have this expertise it's so vital to nigeria to to what women need right now um, so I'm going to just end the interview by asking you to kind of finish the sentence, a couple sentences. So uh, my greatest hope for Nigeria is that her people show up, hmm. her people, Nigerians, that Nigerians show up. That's my greatest, greatest hope. Powerful. How about this one? My greatest hope for humanity at large is... That we just be, just be. I seem not to be able to finish sentences. You know, I, I finish sentences with verbs. But just be. Everyone is winging it. Just be. <laughs> just be. I love it. And then any quick last words of encouragement that you would give to earth angels that are listening to this right now? Yeah, so it will be that you're worth it. Um, the journey that you have had to get to to where you are is worth is worth it. And if there's anything in your life that you don't like, you can change it. Hmm. You actually can. Thank you. So Osasu, what an honor, joy, privilege. You know, I don't meet spiritual gangsters every day, you know. And so to find another another fellow earth angel who's a spiritual gangster, <laughs> we're not in the box. So I'll see you beyond the box. You know that I'm here for you. And I, know, right? <laughs> I so appreciate, I appreciate you. And I appreciate that you've taken this time to share your journey with us today. Um, and, you know, from my heart to yours, thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for being who you are and inspiring all of us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It, 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 it was a delight to have this conversation. Thank you for joining us and listening to this podcast. We hope that what you heard today has opened your heart a bit further and reminded you that you have the power to make a difference in your community. 
Now is the moment to get started in doing more good in simple ways. Remember, every small act of kindness and love helps to transform and change our world. As you step forward and do your part, our world gets better. And this means that we rise together. <laughs>